Hi, everybody. It's Linda Dano. Thank you for being in with Linda Dano. Uh, I will explain that later to my guest. Anyway, I have a really, really, really old, old friend joining me today. And she's an old friend of yours as well. Um, this is a, a request I get quite often for this particular human being because she's such a wonderful actress and such an interesting creature, really interesting. I can't tell you everything I know about her, but I'll I'll let you in on some of it. Please welcome my very old dear friend, Anna Stewart. Hello, honey. How are you? you Hi. Hear me? There you go. Okay. I've I've never really been introduced as a creature. I I I rather <laughs> well. <laughs> Hey, that could be a whole new beginning for you, you know? Uh, um, you know, I got to say, I I uh, was going through old pictures last night, and I, I ran across some production pictures of Linda and I from Maine. We did Maine oh, together. God, did we ever. <laughs> and I just giggled and, and jumped up and down, and I said, gotta, I got to send this picture to Linda, and which I did, and she called me today, and we, you know, talked and, and giggled about that. And then she said, do you want to do the podcast? And I went, absolutely. However, yes. that's uh -oh. that Anna Stewart and Linda Dano really cannot be together and just have a half an hour. Oh, that's oh. Sing it a little bit. <laughs> She's She's so, trying to she's trying to buy more time for herself. We're we're <laughs> gonna try we're gonna try to keep it tight because we do have a tendency to go on. We have just so we much do. fun. We well, have so we have a lot of history, you and I. A lot. Oh my god! Uh, you know, it's interesting. I know Anna from another world, of course, but I also know a lot about her when she where she grew up in in West, um, in Virginia. West Virginia, and you grew up, were you there? See, this is a part of you I don't really remember or know. Uh, were you in West Virginia for your birth, of course, your your whole young life, your even older life? Did you want to act when you were there? Were you acting when you were in West Virginia? I was acting out. Um, <laughs> yes. I lived there. I lived in my parents' home until I was 19. And then I got the hell out of Dodge because I I started thinking that I wanted to act when I was 16. So I was a member of the drama club. And then I did drama in college. And then I went to New York. Yeah. Uh, because, yes. And then I began knocking on doors as one usually does. When why not? When why, why New York? Why not California? Well, you know, this was 1900, and in those days, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't go from West Virginia to California. New York was on the East Coast, and yeah. it was um, and it was theater. You know, I had come from doing summer stock, so it was theater, and uh, so I was interested very much in doing theater yeah. and yeah. film. That was my, that was my goal. Um, so and the manager of the theater that I was working in had said to my parents, because it was very much my parents had to be involved in getting me started with this. Um, uh, he said she should go to New York. 
And, and so they installed me in the Barbizon. I don't know if any of our viewers know anything about the Barbizon Hotel, but if you don't, please look it up online because that's where I, I first lived. And it's, uh, that's a whole nother adventure in and of itself. The yeah, Barbizon it is. Hotel. Is it still in New York? I guess. Uh, I believe it is. It is. Right? was. Yeah. Um, I'm not That's sure. a, that was a big, big place. I mean, we all knew about it. Everybody, a lot of actors stayed there. That was well, popular in the days. Look at us. Yeah. We sound like we're 112. <laughs> well, I we're know. We're it, was, yeah. it was started out specifically as a woman's, woman's hotel. Right. Uh, no men, only in the lobby were men allowed, even when I was there. Right. You were only allowed to wear your riding habit through the lobby otherwise you had to be in a dress um oh, see i don't remember they, yeah there was a school they had a girls school on two of the floors at that time this is 1967 um and if they tried to escape a bell went off <laughs> and they would come and get them did they did they nail you all the time with you no because to escape no no no, no? because i no. wasn't in the this was just a girl's school for two of the floors so i was i was simply a resident and um so i could es escape and come come back and forth as long as i had my riding habit on i could wear <coughs> pants in the lobby oh it was great fun great i fun. bet i bet what what did what came next you stayed there did you work in theater did you do plays were you hired for that you know, I I did that knocking on doors thing. I did a little bit of theater, but really, really very small. I did a little bit of film, but I mostly did I mostly did knocking on doors. I did what they called industrials, were which were kind of shows, and it's not worth trying to describe what they are. I would do a car show. Oh, um, right. right. Demonstrate the car. I did some commercials. Oh my God. Uh, I definitely was not, not, uh, 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 what do you call that? Fit out, fit for commercials. Oh. Um, I just wasn't one of them. I have to say, I went up for a Playtex bra commercial really? and the, the, yeah. And the woman had to get out of the car and smoke. What, what, how did you get that? Well, I, I what, they sent me up on commercials. They sent me up on commercials and I said, I don't know about this. Now we're talking, you know, I'm 20 years old. And so they sent me up to the play for this Playtex bra commercial and she's supposed to get out of a car. So obviously I didn't get out of a car, I got out of a chair. Right. And all I could do is I just kept laughing and falling off the chair. And I finally just staggered out the door. I said, I'm sorry, I just can't <laughs> get it. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So, that was I have, you know, there are so many stories. There's so many there are stories. so many stories. But you, now, how did you, how did it work out in okay. when you got all my children? I, and that was the doctors. Oh, I mean, oh, so, so, oh, sorry. So sorry. I meant to say. Okay. So we'll fast forward to, to all the other stuff that I didn't get. Um, I was unemployed for a time. And I guess I was in between waitressing jobs, which is what actors do. And um, so a friend of mine called who was the head of the New York State Racing Commission. And he asked me if I wanted to work at the track 
exercising horses. Really? And I said, sure. Yeah. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So the very first day that I was supposed to, uh, you know, uh, arrive at, at the track, um, I get a call. I had an audition for a soap. Ew, a soap. I don't want to do a soap. Ew. This is 1972, I think. So I had, then I had shot a commercial. Wow. I'm going to tell the story as quickly as I can because it's a good story. I shot a commercial in a huge sound studio for Johnson's bath oil beads. So I sat, it was, and it was February and raining and storming outside. So I'm in this bathtub all day long and they kept putting product in the bathtub along with hot water because it, was, it wasn't running. Hard. Right. So by the end of the day, I was pretty much green. And there <laughs> was, a, so I had this audition. So I ran out into the, into the, the thing and, and the weather and I was late for the audition but they liked me good enough I guess and and so they asked me back right. for the callback and then they asked me for the screen test by that time I had 103 fever because oh. I had gotten really sick so mm -hmm. I was so sick that I wasn't frightened exactly. and I went, oh yes 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 Went to NBC to do the, the screen test, and it was me and uh, two other girls, Adrian Barbeau, who had later gone on mod. Um, and they, uh, so there were three of us. And on the way down from the seventh floor to the lobby, right. producer turned to the director. The director never has any say. So they chose Adrian Barbeau because uh, she had really big hands. And um, it's a joke. I'm trying to keep quiet you, and not interrupt this riveting story. Go ahead. Go on. So they're talking about their choice. And they turned to Norm and said, Norm, what do you think? He said, I think you're crazy. He said, Adrian Barbeau will, she'll mature quicker and Anna Stewart will, will be, uh, she'll be a better choice. So by the time they got to the first floor, I had the job. So, so there you go. I, and then I began my journey. I began my journey and, uh, Unbelievable. how it oh all, all the things that happened, oh people would never believe all the things that can happen to actors first starting out. It's just unbelievable. The stories. Wow. Yeah. You can't, you can't tell enough. And my friend Larry says, you got to write a, a memoir. You got to write a memoir and you have to call it inside the soap bubble. Oh, I went, what? What? <laughs> and then I thought about it. It's good. Yeah. And soaps. If you think about soaps, you think about movie stars, TV stars, I don't care. The soaps are completely different. It is. Quality, a dimension. Totally different. Totally. And very unique. Yeah, very unique. unique. And a lot of people can't do them. It just can't. I remember when when actors would come, well-known actors would come on to another world and they just were dumbfounded. It's like, you want me to do how many pages? What? what? I can't do that. I, I, I can't. No. My husband, my husband is an actor and he long ago did one day and he said it was horrifying. It was horrifying. He never, he, he never, he, you know, I don't think he got a lot of auditions for soaps, but he just said, I would never in a million years do a soap. I said, I wouldn't, 
right. mentally, I wouldn't be able to do it. You yeah. really have to have a certain kind of uh, brain configuration to be I able to. Too. I think so too. Do you remember the, if there were times when somebody would be hired and they couldn't get through the lines and we didn't see them again? They were hired for a contract and then they, they said, we can't. I we don't have the time to spend teaching you how to do this medium. Yeah. I the guy came in to do Mark Pinter's part, the senator. Right, right. That happened to him, and he literally had to be fed every single line. And at the end of the day, they said, oh, we yeah. can't keep you. Yeah. <clears throat> not your medium. Not your, uh, so we had a, a schedule that had a time end, and that was it. And if you couldn't meet that time end, you were gone in like a day. You thought you had this great job and you were so excited. Oh my God, I've seen that happen so many times. Now, where did you go after after uh, the doctors? You went to, didn't you go to, am I wrong about my- No, no, I went to General Hospital actually. I didn't want to do a soap anymore. I want to be a film actor. So I, I left the doctors and um, said, I'm going to, you know, I won't do soap anymore. And I get a call from Joe Stewart, who was uh, one of the executives. He was the executive, executive, I think, for ABC Daytime at that point. Right. And he called my agent, said, we have a part uh, that we've written that we don't want Anna Stewart to do on General Hospital. And so they called me. I'm in New York. And they called me and... Uh, and said, you know, they want you to do this. And I said, yeah, I don't want to do another soap. Yeah. So they called me a couple of times and I kept saying no. And I said, finally, okay, I'll do a year contract. They said, no, you can't do a year. You have yeah. to do three years. And I said, no. So <laughs> they called me. Nobody ever said you were very bright, of course. You know that. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Called yeah. me back and said, okay, they'll take you for a year. Wow. So I called. I hauled myself out to California and I did, uh, I did general hospital. And that was when, that was when it was 45 minutes and within a very short period of time, it got expanded to an hour and a woman named Gloria Monty, yeah. who they fashioned uh, Gloria Monty uh, in Tootsie, uh, the, the, the producers part after Gloria Monty. And she completely changed the face of daytime. And when I left, uh, um, Luke was just coming on. Jeannie Francis had already been on the show, but but Tony um, Geary uh, came on, and then they began their their wild wild ride. It was wild. Um, wow. Yeah, it was exciting. We all watched it. I was a kid then too, and we all watched it. You ran home from school or college or whatever, and you—that's what you did. You watched them. It yeah. It was like Jr. Who's the yeah, Dallas? Right, 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 right. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Tell oh, her yeah. a story about coming on another world, and and me and you. How what happened there? You tell. Them. Oh God, I can't imagine the whole world doesn't know this story. Okay, <laughs> I get a call. I get a call uh, to audition for uh, this very flamboyant character. Um, her name was um, I don't know Felicia something or other. Yeah. So I get this call and I was doing a, a guiding light at the time. And in those days, they let you borrow your wardrobe. So I borrowed this beautiful winter white suit and this white fox fur 
throw and it was so glorious. And I go into the audition, Stephen Schnetzer, I had to kiss Stephen Schnetzer, yummy. And Paul Rausch was the producer at the time. He, he had quite a reputation. He never looked up ever, not once. So, uh, so before I go, before I go into the room, um, I went into the ladies' room uh, to do Lavoris because I had to kiss Steve Schnetzer. I wanted to smell like a drugstore. So I, I'm while I'm in the ladies' room, they call me, Anna Stewart, and I'm like, coming. <laughs> so all down my front goes the Lavoris, the red Lavoris. God, honey. Down front and I'm squealing going what am I going to do so I'm trying to arrange the Foxborough throw over my uh, red uh, white winter suit now so I do the audition I kiss Schnetzer and uh, then that was sort of the end of that didn't get that part um, but then about three weeks later the, uh, Paul Roush calls my agent and said tell me about Anna Stewart and we have this this uh, part that we, you know, we, we think she'd be right for. It was not a contract part. It was, uh, you know, a, whatever those part-time part. Uh, and so I got that part and I was delighted that it was non-contract because that means that when I got my big film break, I could go off and do a film. Of course, of course. we all think like that. And the rest, the rest, uh, as you all know, I became a, a major character, a major player on another world, and um, can't, can't, can't put it together in a half an hour or thirty-one minutes. There's so many wonderful stories. So and, many. I saw a scene recently, I don't know, I was looking at some some old old scenes from another world and there's one with, with me and Linda where Donna is going through a, a period of time where Michael is saying, I don't have any friends. You know, I got to get some friends. And I said, I'll show you. I'll show you. You think I don't have any friends? I'll show you. So I storm out of my house and I go to Felicia's house and I knock on the door and she answers, it seems like it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't know what time it is, but Felicia's awake. And I, I knock on the door and, and I sort of look in the door and I said, so just wanted to see how you were. And, and Felicia says, I'm fine. And I said, <laughs> and she finally do another couple of lines. And then she said, in, if you all know Linda and her facial expressions, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And she looked at me, she said, Donna, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? And I said, well, I, it's just that I, I don't have many friends, any. And I, so then I came in and, and but that, that line and that expression were so priceless. Tana, are you, are you feeling okay? It was great. That was a we've that been was a, we've been like sisters ever since, right? Uh, tell, and, and everybody, everybody, was, everybody was buying country homes in those days. Uh, everybody on country homes. We're all talking about our country homes and what we're doing and, and what we're building and what we're fixing and listening to Linda nonstop on the phone. Frank, Frank, you got to auction. You got to buy that chair. You got to buy that chair. Hey, we all had purpose in life. We did. 
I it's, used to say to everybody every morning, if we had a, a, a script we weren't crazy about, and and I would say, think high boy. No, no, everybody, just think high boy, and you'll get through today. You will. And that was my code. It, everybody started to say it because I, I said it so often. You know, scripts are really tough to write. Trust me. Uh, I was asked to actually be a writer for ABC. And I, I called the girl up after two months and said, have you <laughs> lost your mind that you think I can write? I can hardly what? talk. Why it's would true. I write a script? Uh, yeah. Well, script is one thing, but you did write a couple of books, didn't you? Some romance. Oh, yeah, that's different though. Totally different. Dialogue. Oh my God. So difficult, really. And so I, I took great pity for all that work it took. And um, so that was my trademark. I would talk about buying a high boy because I love antique furniture. So tell me how you and Annie Hesh got together. Let's talk about our old friend, Annie. Uh, She's such a sweet, dear girl. Those of you who didn't know her, or didn't even know her work. I told Linda earlier that last week was the year uh, mark of her of her uh, yes. passing. Yeah. Um, wow, I was in California. Um, and, uh, they had, cause I'd left the show for four years to go and be a, you know, get my big film break. And the day I got off the bus, there was a strike. So I didn't get that film break. So anyway, I'm, I, they had gotten a new, um, Marley Vicky by that time. So I'm, I then I turn on the television. One of my friends called me and said, Hey, she's on, I'm going to get her. So she's in the bathtub and it was her first show. Apparently she's in the bathtub and, and I'm looking and I'm going, yeah, hey, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. Okay. And that was sort of that. But then when I decided to go back to the show, which I did, she and I were like magnets. It, it, it was extraordinary. I never experienced anything like it. And when I experienced Annie Hayes, there's there's no word words fail and we became we became friends i became her mother i became her sister i became her friend i became her lover not only in the uh, uh literary way um it's like we were it, it, just extraordinary um so it was quite a journey and uh uh i always had food Always, I was known for having food. Always on the set, and and Anne would always eat out of my bowl or whatever I had with her fingers. God knows she didn't never wore a fork. She never did a fork. And uh, when she left, I wrote her a poem, and I said, "Where are the fingers in my food?" You know. Yeah. So, um, and then I have a couple of wonderful stories about her going to a strip club and pole dancing to ready herself for an audition so that was that of course is a whole nother story <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> i'll talk to you later <laughs> yeah i'll tell you about that here i am in the turtleneck like this in a men's club and she's up there pole dancing <laughs> naked <laughs> she's an amazing creature amazing very, for her age her talent was just extraordinary very really gifted really and came yeah. from a lot of very troubled pasts with family, and it 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 was really tragic when she when she passed and how she. Yeah. Passed. 
we all were heartbroken because we knew her so well and and knew what she was really all about and um it was a very and I, I was i was supposed to be on her podcast mm. like two weeks uh after she passed i didn't know that oh yeah yeah i was gonna i was in la i was gonna be in la and uh and the tragic thing for me was that I had no contact for her except her. Yeah. So frantic because I couldn't I couldn't get to anybody. But yeah, I never got to do uh, her podcast. What's your life now like? I know I know you're a gardener. You're like me, and more than uh, me. Bigger my life. is other than all the stuff of the ache and pains and all the complaints that we have. My life is sublime. Uh, like Linda's, I live in this little, uh, who has the audacity to call me right now? Go, Iowa City. Iowa City. Go away. Uh, probably, it's probably your your moment for a feature film. They finally found you. Oh, my God. You're going to be famous. Oh, oh, I'm so excited for you, Anna. Really. Famous. <laughs> My life now is sublime. I live in a magical, magical place. Iowa City, go away. Go away. What is this? This is so Anna Stewart, you guys. My phone off. Like we set this up. We didn't. <laughs> I'm putting you under the pillow. Um, yes, I stumbled upon quite serendipitously this. I live in a little compound, kind of like Linda. Uh, well, not like Linda's, but Linda has a kind of a compound. Um, and my brother lives in one house and I live in the other house with my husband. And we have a couple of barns and a big acre pond. And, and uh, you know, nobody knows that this place is here. It, when anybody ever comes down in here that hasn't been here, says, I've been here for 35 years. I never knew this place was here. I said, that's the whole idea. Yeah, so, yeah. and we got the cats and dogs and I didn't do gardening until I got here 35 years ago. And then I, every night, I'm exaggerating, I went to bed with garden books under my arms trying to learn about all the different uh, things that you need to know if you're going to get into it so I became a maniac and I resented having to go to work <clears throat> resented having to go to work and I'd get five shows a week which is great you get a lot of money for five shows <laughs> and, and I was complaining about it because I didn't have time <laughs> to come to the country so anyway uh it's uh it's beautiful it's a beautiful place and I I'm just so fortunate because once once I get down in here, all the things that are going on in our world and they can't possibly, do you have to go? No, no. Okay. I'm just, I have a, something that came up on the screen and I want Iowa City calling you. Iowa City is not calling you. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. No, I did something wrong. Hold on, Anna. Hold on. Okay. Just stay right where you are. I can fix it there. Okay. If it ends, we yeah. can call her. Okay. Okay. Keep going, sweetie. So.
so gardening, I, I talked about gardening and God bless my brother. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't be here because he takes care of everything. And there was nothing here. I mean, this is 13 acres. And I mean, it's a lot of it's wooded, obviously, but down where their houses are, there was, there was nothing here. So David <clears throat> dragged rocks. You'd always see these great big scars in the field because he would drag these huge boulders across the field and he made all these gardens. Wow. And, and uh, oh, that, isn't that lovely? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so magic, just, just magic. So, um, and my husband is a working actor. First, now first it's work, my turn. First working actor I've ever been with. <laughs> and you know, he, right. That's true, everybody. That is so true. <laughs> He's going crazy because he can't work right now. And um, so I'm, I'm yearning for him to leave. I, I. <laughs> Spoken like a true wife. <laughs> How can you I go play golf, Frank? <laughs> of course you do. Here, let me make the appointment for you on the plane. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. Yes. Yes. I, I'm just uh, so blessed. I'm so blessed. And when I look back at my journey and all the the stumbles and the falling down and getting up and brushing myself off as as you have done, of course, um, it can't it can't get me better. You're right. It can't. Yeah. After all my roofs replaced, then it will be better. Exactly. <laughs> uh, tell me one thing before I have to say goodbye to you, my friend. Um, anything you want to do next? Is there anything that's open to 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 you that you think you want to achieve because you're you're not a, you don't sit around and just do stuff you you have reasons for all of this and what what sort of wakes you in the middle of the night oh well what wakes me in the middle of the night is dribble it's it has no importance it's just silly things in terms of achieving and i don't want to get all woo-woo about this but um there's so much going on in the world. You okay? No, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. There is so much going on in the world. And my husband is very much an activist. And right. he's the one that gets arrested. Um, I'm very interested in a lot of the stuff that, that um, he, he is doing. And for me, it's, it's perspective-wise, it's it's not about me anymore. Mm. It's not about my hair color or the. Uh, it's not about any of that. It's about becoming a better person for others oh, to give. That's, I feel that way too. I do. Yeah. 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 Do you and have any uh, longing to act again? You know, uh, if you offer something to me, I will. Will I go out and get it? No. Somebody offered me a film. Oh, my gosh. It's been like a year and a half now. Somebody offered me a film out of the blue, a short. And I it was a it was a, a woman who had Alzheimer's. And uh, I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, my God, I can't do this. And just the fact that I knew that I couldn't do it, I I knew that I had to do it. So I, you know, I got myself together and put together a tape, which is what you do now, of course. And I, and then they asked me to do it. And it was just. Was it fun? Did you love it? 
well, playing someone with Alzheimer's is not exactly fun, but, but the, yes, of course it was the experience of, of, of the process. Yeah. Process when I'm home, I'm home. Yes, exactly. And, and can any of us see it? Where, where would we go to see your film? I don't know. You you might go to my telephone and ask me to send it to you. I she is submitting it. She's submitting it to um, film festivals. To, okay. she, to we can look for it along the way. Yes. Yeah, or I can certainly send it to you. You can you can look at it. But um, uh, so yes, it was uh, it was just a lovely lovely experience uh, to be to be uh, in the in the mix. And the fact that I'm with somebody who works all the time and I'm around a lot of very high, high, uh, uh, high end people, high-end people that are working in the beginning, it, it was kind of difficult because it used to be people wanted a piece of me and then they didn't so much want a piece of me. They, they occasionally wanted a piece of me. And now when they want a piece, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. Sure. <laughs> Take me, take me, please. Take me. You want my picture by myself? Please take me. So, oh, it's fun to have you here with me, honey. Truly, yeah. I know everyone listening is so thrilled to see you and and hear about what's going on. I'm so, delighted that you're doing will you this. Come back at some point if I ask you to, and we'll do this again, maybe in the fall. Now I was thinking about tonight. Tonight, you want to do it? Do you want? <laughs> drink or is are you to stop drinking you don't drink anymore no, <laughs> I drink I, for both of us so that's doing yeah old carrot juice bit um, i'm kind of boring in yes i would love to come back um Good. i know just, that everyone that's listening right now will will want that they'll let me know they want that so i'll i'll, I'll be in touch you know and that. thank you for being out there and remembering us that's yeah, really isn't that great? You can't believe it. I know. I know. I'm shocked every day about that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, it's me again saying goodbye to an old friend, as you know, Anna Stewart, one of the great, funny ladies, brilliant actress. Such a pleasure to have you on. And um, and I will post this soon, this week, and you can hear it yourselves. Okay. I love you. Thank you for being with in with Linda Dano. I'm, a, I'm told to say that as often as I can. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back into my garden and I'm sure Anna's going into hers. So bye everybody. Bye honey. Bye everybody. You're still there. Yeah. Hi babe. You still there? Anna. I am, but I'm about to push leave meeting. Oh, okay. Uh Oh, no, I would love to sit here and talk to you for a second, but no, yeah. we're supposed to have a, you have a minute and 50 before this shuts down. Good. All right. We talk. Did you, All right. Did you have fun just now? Oh, you know, I had fun. Uh, you were great. I sent you a couple of pictures, by the way, just okay. flower. Just oh, great. Flower. Oh, thank you, honey. Thank yeah. you. Um, so uh, I did okay. Did I? Was I a good yes, podcast? You great. You were funny. You were real. You told great stories. That's all they want to hear. They want to hear great stories, and yeah. want to. They want to. They want to like live in the past with us. They want that. That connect. And oh, you can no. believe how many people 
notice it and talk about it and want more. And they call and they put it on my, my, my Instagram account. So I get hundreds and hundreds of them, which is as shocking to me as it is you that they still care. Jamie and, Jamie and I just gave uh, an award. We have a film festival up here now. So we presented right. the award for the best film and a couple of the ladies came over to me and said, Oh, my God, da, 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 yeah, da. of course. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? I'm always shocked by it because I'm so old now and it's like you well, see, you know, remember? soon it's gonna say, soon they're gonna say I used to watch you with my great 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 grandmother. <laughs> now it's just great, great. Soon it will be, oh she she you know, this was hundreds of years ago, but really it's great to see you. I gotta go. It's coming for right. the, the time. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, I love you too, honey. Bye, Jeanette. Bye, Annie. Bye. Bye.